0: Today, only 1% of our oceans is truly protected, yet they are one of our best allies to fight against climate change and sustain the livelihood of millions of people. As part of the pole-to-pole expedition, Greenpeace takes us aboard the Esperanza for a scientific mission exploring marine megafauna in French Guiana waters. My name is Lambert Wilson, and I'm the voice of this podcast. This is episode three where the crew will take you behind the scenes. Okay, well, now
1: we are navigating until day three end. The current is a little bit strong, but we, we are keeping it okay. We are an autopilot, keeping good. The coordinates at the moment are 05 degrees 41.6 north and 051 degrees 07.0 west. So, My name is Mariano, I'm from Argentina and I am the third mate on board. Eight hours a day I spend here on the bridge.
0: Day three autopilot.
2: Okay, my name is Votyakov. I'm the captain of Greenpeace ship Esperanza. Esperanza is the uh, largest vessel at the fleet. Uh, She was bought in 2000. It was a former um, firefighting vessel. It was built originally for Russian Navy uh, during Soviet Union time. Why is the wheel of the boat so small? I have no clue, like, and really when I was jo- just joined the ship, I like, look at this in certain disbelief, like, what the hell is that? Is it like looking like a video game, you know? Mm-hmm. We are like uh, human beings having a different, uh, yeah, obviously different motivation, different perspective why we're here, but um, I believe in balance. And what I mean by that is just like ordinary people, they have no chance to stood up against like big, giant, uh, rich petroleum companies like BP, for instance, or, or Total, yeah. And they might feel totally powerless to do anything, even they recognize that what those companies do is like gonna cause some harm in the future. We are restoring that balance of power. We're giving the simple person's chance to be heard because we do what they empowered us to do. You know, we're actually acting on their behalf. And that's where the strength of Greenpeace is.
0: Right, I joined
2: Greenpeace uh, in 2004. I want to be the voice of the living beings that don't have a voice, and that's pretty much why I'm still here.
0: <laughs> I had lots of friends who I kind of had worked for them before, and I was a ship engineer. But A couple of my friends were like, oh, you should go and work for Greenpeace. And I was like, no, they're hippies. And uh, and then I, I looked on their site, and uh, I thought, oh, okay. And there was a big application process. Uh, and then I went out and had a few beers, and I came back and I looked at their site again, and I sent them an email, <laughs> and I told them I was half a monkey. <laughs> And they uh, phoned me up the next day and said, do you you want to come and work for us? So I did.
2: I studied nautical science. And from back then, I wanted to work for Greenpeace because for me, the seas are not just uh, an interesting place to work or because I love the sea, but also as a political space, um, I find it very interesting.
1: For me, the Greenpeace ships are like the heart of Greenpeace. We are in the front line. um, Not... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I see that... I feel that it's the heart of Greenpeace, because there are so many people of different countries, of different backgrounds, working for the same cause, and I feel that that is what Greenpeace is all about, just a group of people that is trying to do something to protect the planet.
2: There is the one small turtle here, which is, uh, ah, like right here, which called Otto. So basically, um, what does it mean? You know that this device co- called autopilot. So you, you see how it's Autopilot. Yeah. So the the throttle is actually pilot in the vessel. Oh, we, we
1: start from the ball.
2: Without, from
1: the bow. Okay, the board, no? Have a nice tour. Okay, salut! My name is Alessandro Montanari. I'm a deckhand uh, on uh, Esperanza. All my life i spent it at sea. So, I'm very, very strongly connected with it. Now we are in the bow, uh, which is uh, the most forward uh, part of the ship. The most quietest place on the ship, actually. We have here uh, the Postman Store. With Greenpeace, I started work uh, five years ago, after uh, many, many years uh, as a volunteer, as an activist. And uh, these are uh, the water tanks. Eventually, I had uh, the opportunity to to join uh, the the ships. Then uh, we have another very important room, which is the soap Locker. Every one of us, we love this ship. You cannot stay for three months in the middle of nothing, away from your family, not loving what you're taking care of. Next stop, we can uh, go forward this side. Uh, we're moving uh, step. There you go, we are uh, behind Daisy now. It's uh, one of uh, the ribs we have on board Esperanza. Uh, she's a jet uh, boat, military grade, in Italian, but also in, uh, in, uh, in English, and the boats have a female name, just because probably in the past uh, were uh, only men uh, uh, sailing, which is not anymore nowadays reality, fortunately. It's a testimony of the relationship uh, between uh, the worker and uh, the piece of equipment uh, on which he's working. Very personal and emotional relationship. My initial motivation to work in a Greenpeace ship uh, comes from very, very far away. Uh, I lost my my parents when I was very young. I was uh, five years old, so I have not much memories of them. But one, it's pretty clear. And I was uh, just a little thing, and I saw on the on the television a uh, boat lay on the side and a lot of rumors. Oh, uh, the ship, ship uh, sinking, something. This is what I remember. I was confused and I asked my mother. Who were they? And she answered, they hear us. And it was actually the first Rainbow Warrior bombed in, uh, in Auckland. So, yeah, since when uh, since I was a child, uh, I had my school book uh, with, uh, with the cover of Greenpeace. I always admired what uh, what uh, this organization made through the years. It's been always, uh, secret desire to, to become part of it.
2: Like, in, in fact, on board the ship, you don't need that big wheel as it was, like, 100 years ago on board the ship, because now everything is electronic, everything is, like, from the f- functional uh, standpoint, this is probably the best thing because it does require anything, you just do it with one hand and just convenient.
0: But yeah, I agree, it's, it's <laughs> a bit of like a joke. Some of our listeners may wonder, but what are the exact dimensions of the Esperanzas wheel? Can it really be that small? Is it really true that only a turtle can sail her? If you are one of those curious listeners, follow your sense of adventure and find your answers on the Greenpeace France Instagram, greenpeace underscore France. This podcast is made possible by Greenpeace France and directed by Antoine Bertin. Voices by Lambert Wilson, Mariano Rauletti, third mate, Vladimir Votiakov, captain of the Esperanza, Anna Paola Maciel, Bozun, Jacqueline Zamora, deckhand, Ian Rogers, third engineer, and Alessandro Montanari, deckhand. Music by Alessandro Montanari and Renato Rinaldi, recorded on board the Esperanza. If you like this podcast, do not hesitate to let Greenpeace know by leaving us a comment and a good rating wherever you find your podcast. Your support is key for protecting the oceans. On the next episode, the Esperanza crew stumbles upon the discovery of the Amazon Reef expedition.